Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about inputs to your various devices. Everybody uses a keyboard. That's not a big deal. But with more and more devices coming along, phones and tablets and so on, we really have more choices for the type of input we use. And for a while, the, the hot topic in legal technology for input was voice recognition, which is pretty much nuances drag and dictate. Uh, but there are also some other uh, odds and ends you can do to change how you do input on your phone or your tablet or even now with touchscreen laptops uh, on your computer that might be a better match for uh, how you want to work or how you prefer to work uh, and uh, get you away from just having to do touch typing on a keyboard. And a num number of these other types of uh, keyboards, whether they're virtual keyboards or expanded keyboards, um, are third-party add-on software. Uh, and the proviso would be, you know, be careful about what you're adding on to your device from another party and make sure you read those click-through agreements when you add them. Yeah. One of the best examples, I think, is the uh, the app keyboard that you can now get for any Android phone. Uh, and I think certainly the, the latest iPhones have allowed you to um, add different types of uh, keyboards um, and so beyond just having sort of the little chiclet uh, where you click, click, click to uh, to type into it. And for, for someone like me, I've got big hands. And so uh, those keyboards have always been a little bit frustrating to me. Um, uh, I like the ones where the keys would actually get bigger depending on uh, what, uh, what letters you'd type, sort of predictive. But it's really that predictive part. Now I can uh, drag my finger across, uh, swiping across uh, many different keys. Uh, and it used to be that I had to get a swipe S-W-Y-P-E app uh, to do swiping, but now my Samsung keyboard supports it, my Google keyboard supports it, um, and I just swipe across all the letters and it cr crams them all together and uh, makes the best guess for uh, what kind of word I put in there. And, and I use, I happen to have swipe on my uh, phone, and um, <clears throat> you're not just swiping, I mean, you're never lifting your finger off the keyboard, uh, and it's paired with a predictive typing aspect to it as well, uh, and it will if, if it hasn't come up with the exact word you were typing, there's also two or three options in blocks that you could just tap, and it will put that word into your text for you. It reminds me a lot of the early days of voice recognition because my daughter's name uh, never comes up quite right when I first uh, do it, and it always guesses something like Chilean or you know some some similar word. I, I mean, because it's just like voice recognition in that way. It will always give you a word. Uh, and so you need to be a little bit careful when you're uh, writing out messages, particularly if it's an email or something uh, more in detail than like an SMS uh, text message, uh, that you're actually getting the words you want to get uh, before you hit the, the send or getting the right address from your contacts um, so that you're sending the right message to the right person. And, and it's learning so that if you get your daughter's name right once, uh, typically when you're trying to get it in again, it will have learned that. Uh, and one of the way one of the ways that it learns that is it's harvesting your text. Yes, it'll be looking and, and you can opt in and opt out. So be, don't go, if you install a keyboard app, don't go too fast through the uh, installation process and make sure you know what you're opting in for and, and opting out of. Uh, a lot of these apps will centralize all of the uh, words so that you, you are in essence improving the uh, experience for every keyboard app user uh, from the same app uh, provider. Uh, and you may not want that to happen. You may not want to be sending those words um, uh, even as single words and not actual uh, communications across the Internet to where these servers are. 
Um, and you can also go through and delete on a regular basis uh, whatever it has accumulated. So if you are uh, concerned that it's either starting to get words wrong or your the way you've uh, started to type has changed, uh, you can wipe out the data that's stored on your phone. Um, as well, there are some uh, some voice uh, apps as well. You mentioned uh, Nuance. Um, there's also uh, Siri and Cortana and some of those, um, and they also do some predictive typing as well. My, my theory is that Nuance is gathering together all of the voices from all over the world, that every, everything you say into a device is eventually going to end up on a server owned by Nuance. Um, and it's interesting to sort of dis- to distinguish those. Siri and Cortana uh, are, uh, are mostly recognizing a command or a, a brief question in order to do something. Uh, and you'll find very quickly that Siri uh, starts to cop a bit of an attitude when you're asking it or talking to it a lot. Um, where Dragon Dictate, you really can speak you know, whole paragraphs of text and it will convert it uh, and, really nicely. And, and I don't know if Dragon Dictate is still a free app um, for the iPhone, but it certainly was a free app for the iPhone. Uh, and in terms of predictive uh, texting and typing, um, it's, it's bang on with everything I do, uh, as opposed to Siri, which never has a clue what it is I'm saying. Uh, and, you know, if I'm looking something for something on my phone, it always sends me to the web and tries to look up the weather when I'm, you know, trying to find a recently read novel. Um, it just, Siri and I just don't mesh. And that's something to keep in mind. If you decide to go for one of these uh, keyboard apps or a voice app, it may take a little bit of time for it to become something you're comfortable using. Um, I sometimes uh, get frustrated. I just added a new phone recently, and so now my experience on my tablet is different from my experience on my phone. And so I, I have to watch more carefully when I'm uh, when I'm swiping keys on the on the phone because I'm getting different words or I'm getting different suggestions. And so you can think about turning off some of these helping uh, tools, like maybe you don't want autocorrect always to come on because. It's autocorrecting the wrong word. Essentially, it's changing the word you wanted it to be and putting it as something that it knows is in its dictionary. So you can turn off uh, autocorrection. You can turn off some of the prediction uh, where it's guessing what your next letter is going to be or guessing what your next word is going to be. Um, so you can turn off some of these functions so that at least when you're getting started, you are getting the uh, results you're expecting. And I'm sure some of us have encountered that when you're trying to send an email to someone. Uh, it predictively finishes the email for you. Uh, and then you end up sending it to six of the wrong people. The upside is that, that people have started to ex- uh, expect uh, bad typing in short emails, so that's good. Uh, and I know some people actually say sent from my iPhone, even if it's not sent from their iPhone because it excuses them from having uh, uh, poor typing. So, you know, that's okay. You obviously don't want to share confidential inf- information, but uh, if, if it's just a matter of uh, uh, poor penmanship, that's not so, so awful. And so besides the software... Uh, inputs we have for devices. There's also uh, wireless uh, inputs as well. Yes, you could have a, uh, a Bluetooth or uh, other wireless connection uh, for a mouse uh, or for a keyboard. I've always been on the fence about that because it just seems like another thing I've got to put batteries in. Um, but some people like it. Certainly gives you a little bit of flexibility about ha- not having to plug in uh, to your computer or whatever it is or to be able to re- reuse those devices for perhaps uh, something that isn't a computer. Uh, so I have a Bluetooth keyboard for my tablet, uh, which I use occasionally, but I prefer over having to uh, do um, what is a relatively slow on-screen uh, keyboard input. And, and like any uh, wireless device that you'd be using, it's always a good idea to tweak the security 
to make sure that someone's not intercepting all of your keystrokes. Yes, if it's if you are using something that can transmit over a network, uh, even if it's a personal area network like Bluetooth, uh, it means that other people can listen to it as long as it's uh, not a direct wire connection. And styluses, uh, another input as well for tablets, computers these days. Yes, if you're a big stylus user or if you think you're going to be a stylus user, uh, it is worth spending a little bit of extra money, and I, I literally mean uh, $20, you know, $30, um, to get the uh, tablets that are uh, designed to be used with styluses. And, and I'll talk about the Samsung Notes. I'm sure that there are plenty of others. Uh, but Samsung has a, a Note tab, which comes with its own little S Pen, uh, and then it has a different a line of uh, tablets. Um, the ones with the S Pens actually have uh, technology from a tablet or a, a stylus provider called Wacom. And so although uh, the tablet with the S Pen is actually a little bit more expensive, the uh, writing on it is excellent because you get what's called palm rejection, where if you put your hand down on the screen and then start writing, your tablet doesn't know, is it the flat part of your palm that's supposed to be making the mark or the, or the pen? Uh, but the, the slightly more expensive tablets will uh, that have palm rejection will be very, very good and are, as far as I'm concerned, as good as a yellow pad or any other writing surface for writing on. Um, but if you get a tab that doesn't have that and then just buy a, like a, even a Wacom uh, stylus, uh, your, your experience is not going to be anywhere near as good. So if you're really interested in using a stylus, it's not a matter of just getting a really good stylus. You sometimes will need to get a, a tablet that is designed to... Uh, to reject your palm. And, and some of those stylus that are available are, I mean, some are now available just for particular apps like paper 53 right. has their own pencil stylus, which is, I think priced around 90 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, and I think is probably unnecessary, um, but I, I haven't used it. I should say that. Uh, and a lot of those styluses are uh, pressure sensitive or, or uh, when being used in conjunction with your tablet or phone, uh, can be pressure sensitive so that you can make a darker line without selecting a bold uh, option. You just press a little harder uh, and it will give you a darker line or a wider line or things like that. Yes. And I've used an S Pen and I've used just a regular, uh, the, the, the cheapy um, uh, styles from Bamboo, uh, the Wacom Bamboo styles. Um, and you, you get really, really good feel for as if you're writing with a pen or, or a pencil. It's, it's incredible, really, how uh, it, it is sensitive that way. And so if the only experience with a stylus that you've had is a, a tchotchke from a conference where that sort of has a rubber tip on the end, and you're interested in having uh, more of a stylus experience, then I would, I would spend 15 or $20 at least to, to get into the, uh, the, the better styluses that are out there. Um, and then if you re- find that you really are trying to replace yellow pads and things um, with, a, uh, with a, a, a tablet, then... Go to a tablet that is designed to be used with um, with a, a, a handwriting device, and this isn't just for tablets and phones. Uh, Wacom has a, a tablet that you can plug in. It's about forty or fifty dollars to plug into your uh, laptop or computer, and you can actually then do all the writing and and, and uh, work uh, uh, right onto your uh, computer that you would have done onto a tablet screen. And they also have a twenty three hundred twenty four hundred dollar version <laughs> uh, widescreen, uh, which which you can is essentially as your uh, your computer screen, which you can tilt an angle and write on uh, the same as you would write on a computer screen. They're beautiful. They really are lovely, but not necessarily always practical for a lawyer. No, but widescreen, high def, and, and you can do courtroom presentations and things like that on them as well. 
the other input I wanted to mention, uh, since you mentioned uh, yellow uh, tablets and so on, uh, there are uh, there are pens available uh, that will store and convert your information as you write on a specifically enabled pad that will convert things to uh, your writing to text and dump it into your computer as well. It's a great time for lawyers because we spend so much time creating documents and sometimes we're doing that with uh, a pen-like device and sometimes we're typing it in, but there are so many choices. Uh, And I think it really is a matter of figuring out uh, are you going to use the keyboard plus the touchscreen? And I think that there are some issues about getting your hands going up from the keyboard to the touchscreen and back again. Um, or using a, a stylus, whether it's with your computer or your tablet. I think there's some really interesting ways where you can become more efficient with a very small tweak to a, a keyboard or an app um, on whichever device you're using. Uh, that'll really make you enjoy your practice a little bit more. No, and I think there's a number of options and, and different software keyboards and hardware keyboards these days. Uh, you should be able to find something that works best for you. It's a great time. Uh, that's our look at inputs to devices. Thanks, David. Thanks, Phil.